You have to deal with this belief that you don't have enough money. You have to deal with this belief that you don't have enough time. Like to go from this idea to ultimate success. The truth of the matter is you already have a life going on before you had this idea. Mm. So now fitting something new into this life and this routine that you already have going on, that's a really difficult transition for some people. If you're already working eight to 12 hours and you're coming home and you're being a parent, that this idea that's so big for you to get this big success, it looks like a huge time commitment. You can't figure it out. So you get stuck there because you don't know how to make time. I help you identify and discover that time, right? Simplify your process. When you're getting all of this information, I promise you the 100% guarantee that I can make is that you're going to confuse yourself. Oh, for sure. You're going to confuse yourself. You're going to scare yourself. And you have to think, even write it at the top of your paper on every single journal entry that you're making or note that you're taking, simplify the process, simplify the process, write down all of its complexities, but how do I simplify it? And if you just take one piece at a time, what do I need to do first? Hello, Patreon. So glad you could join us. Uh, Welcome to another edition of the Social Proof Podcast. I'm here. My name is David. She's here. Her name's Donnie. Mm, What's up, y'all? In the building. Yes. I realized this week that we are really good at this. You think so? Yeah. You know so. Yeah. Tell me why. Because I, I watch I, I watch a lot of podcasts and some of them are very entertaining. Yeah. And some of them are very informational. Mm-hmm. But I think we have the best blend. Mm, I agree. I think we do a very good job. Uh, we found our way and we have trained our audience to expect the blend of both. Yeah. Because very early on, when we would joke, people would say, oh, you guys joke too much. Yeah. And then when we would try to be very serious, people would say, oh, I miss the natural Dave and Donnie joking a whole lot. And I think we subconsciously, like we never had a, dis- a discussion about it. We just kind of went yeah. back to just being ourselves. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So the good the, the good news is we never let you all dictate how this show goes and because it's not a lot. I think for the. For the most part, our audience loves, you know, what we do, the way we do it. Mm -hmm. But there's always a couple people that say, hey, you should do this and you should do that. And if we listen to those people, then we're not ourselves anymore. And we'll lose the rest of the people that love us being ourselves. Now, we do take, you know, criticism, um, especially if we see a, a, a continuous theme. But I think it's important just in this space to just be yourself, man. Got to be yourself. And I think that's why we're really, really good at this we're because really individually we're really dope people. Yeah. Collectively, we're really dope people. Like, we're just dope people. Yeah, for sure. So we put on a dope podcast. That's hard to have. That's hard to, um, that's a hard dynamic to create as well. Yeah. So two people that are really good coming together to make something good. Mm-hmm. A lot of times when two people come together and they're good in their own space, mm-hmm. it's it's hard to get the chemistry. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's ego. There's competition. And then there's just like, uh, I don't think we focus on making sure you get talk time. I get talk time. It just flows. But I think also, um, I think also it has a lot to do with, we have a relationship outside of this and we really talk on this podcast the way we would talk on the phone. 100%. Yeah, 100%. We, yeah. we don't even see the cameras. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me about your week. What, what, did you, what was the life lessons you learned this week? Uh, 
the life lesson that I learned this week. Mm, I'd have to think about that. I know with the process that we are going through right now with buying the building, Mm -hmm. um, I believe that I wrote out last night. I was mapping out like my overall business strategy. Well, not even my business strategy, but my businesses that I'm involved in right now. And I'm kind of mapping them all out. Like Donnie Wiggins Global is at the top. And then we have Six Figure EDU and Actionable CEO and David and Donnie Group and what all falls under these things. And I looked back at that board and I said, you have taken big risks Mm. and you have asked big asks of God, right? I realize I don't go to God for anything small. Mm. I don't really go and ask like for a hundred dollars. I don't ask (laughs) for uh, the ability to pay my rent. I don't pay. I don't ask for those things. Like I am truly asking him to bless and to approve legacy decisions, like decisions that are so far in advance that the things from here to that final step have to happen because I've asked for this big thing. And so if I can think of a lesson that I've learned um, this week or something that's really kind of guiding my week is is really think big and go for it. But in a very big way, in yeah. a very big way. So I'll give you an example. When I was initially, you know, when we talked about <clears throat> additional locations and things like that, and I was saying, Dave, I want full transparency podcast to be in a different studio and I'm out and I'm looking for rental spaces. And, you know, I came here one day after going around and looking in these office buildings and I'm looking to rent a space, rent a space, rent a space. I never asked God to approve that. I never even had the conversation about it. I didn't meditate on it. I didn't journal on it. And that's my, that's my process, right? I didn't pray about it. I didn't journal. That is my process when I'm making a decision. And I never, I never did that. And I would go into these spaces and I'm coming back and I'm telling you like, yo, I found this building and it's like 3000 square feet. And Dave's like, no, think bigger. It's, it's gotta be much bigger. It's gotta be bigger than this. And I was always kind of like, we can buy, but the lease option is real cool too. Like mm-hmm. let's lease so that we can make sure. Yeah. And Dave's like, no, nah. <laughs> we're just going to buy it and make the decision, the right decision. Yeah. And so now going from looking at spaces that you can lease and it was, it would have been ridiculous to do. It's like $8,000 yeah. a month to lease what we really need um, versus just buying the building. Yeah. And this will be, um, the largest asset I've ever owned, the most expensive asset I've ever owned. I'm sure you've ever owned too. This will be the most expensive asset ever we've ever owned. The largest asset we've ever, the riskiest Mm -hmm. asset that we've ever owned. And I have found myself going to God about this one. Like this is in my journal. This has been in my meditation. And I told you last night, I'm going to the building to pray over it Mm -hmm. before we close this week. Um, so I'm ex- I get excited when I'm in that mode. It's like uh, make make big asks, expect big, and go big. Yeah, for sure. Let's get some. Maybe we can get some uh, context on this uh, building too. We talked about it uh, last week as well. But this building is one. There's there's some pros, cons, opportunities, and all that kind of stuff, right? Um, 
One is 15,000 square feet. Yeah. 15,000 square feet. On about two acres. On about two acres, about two and a half, something mm-hmm. like that. Yo, and so I was with uh, Ramon yesterday and you know that other, so we got, it's it's the building and then there's a lo- big parking lot around it. Mm-hmm. And then to the side mm-hmm. is like another parking lot area, but it's a nice size area. It is. And he said one person that was going to buy it, because he's been the, the, the realtor for a while, he said another person was actually going to make it um, a an apartment, like a multi-unit apartment. And they were going to put a garage on the bottom mm-hmm. and then living space at the top. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I didn't look at that. I looked at that space as like a parking additional lot. Remember parking. we were talking about like, yeah. oh, it's additional parking. But we could actually put something else we could just there. put an office complex there. Like, there's so many uh, different things. It can be our headquarters. Like, we don't really have space to work out of here undistracted. Yeah. Oh, 100%. 100%. <laughs> undistracted. So we can cash flow it. We can make it a headquarters for something. Mm-hmm. We can make it an office complex. We can make it a li- I don't know about a living complex right there just yet. Uh, um, or we could. We could. We can do the other idea that we talked about um, that I really, really want to do. I don't know that we have enough space, but Smile suite? no, no, no. The the lounge. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, okay. we can we can do something like that again. I don't know. Mm, it's kind of tricky right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's not screaming uh, rich. Right. That, <laughs> but we can do. I think I think that space will be best utilized for. So we have to in this area, you guys. It is not the best neighborhood, right? Yeah. It's a, it's it's one of the sketchiest neighborhoods in that. Metro Atlanta. Yeah. So I don't feel comfortable putting something that's easily break inable yeah. in that area. We were looking at another property that's down the street for uh, you know, like determining what kind of equity we're gonna have when we go into the property. And I told David, this one property is like four hundred and fifty thousand mm-hmm. dollars. And I said, Oh, let's just buy it. <laughs> <laughs> let's just go grab that, right? Dave's like Calm down, calm down. Then I look at the picture some more and I'm scrolling and it's like really up on the street. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, well, we can't put an electrical fence around that. Right, right, right. And I said to him, uh, on second thought, that one looks too easy to break into. Maybe not that particular <laughs> concept, but we can do a number of things. hundred mm-hmm. percent. So these are, these are the opportunities. So we found it 15,000 square feet. Mm-hmm. The front will have these uh, content creation uh, suites that people can rent out themselves. Mm-hmm. And in the back, we have an event area, right? So it's plenty of space. Like we'll have 3,000. It's actually, um, it's a little over 3,000. It's like 30. All right, let's do some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you can keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headache, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. Access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. It just makes sense. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit from NetSuite? I know you see it. Listen to me. 
If you have everything scattered in business, you cannot grow. And everything is more expensive when you have more and more processes layered on top of each other, more and more softwares. You got to get out of that. and it, it will improve efficiency and cut costs. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash socialproof. That's netsuite.com slash socialproof. netsuite.com slash socialproof. It's so important that black voices are represented in black media for so many different reasons. And the next generation of black uh, voices and influencers from black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collections, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. And every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. From Bobby Smyrta to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black Stories, Black Truths. I listen and I'm enjoying these conversations that are for us, by us. Black representation, again, it hasn't always been uh, shared from our perspective. And black perspectives haven't been censored in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR. Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen to the Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get podcasts. Well, we calculated 4,000, but I, I got to get some real numbers. Mm-hmm. But the back is um, somewhere between three and 4,000. But the whole thing is 15,000. That's for the event space. For the event area, yes. Mm-hmm. So huge parking. I mean, we won't have any issues with parking. Uh, we'll put a gate around the building. So we have some privacy, you know, in and out. You can't just walk up. You got to like get through the gate. So I think we're cool with that. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot of upside, a lot of opportunity. So we'll just kind of give some numbers. Um, the we're buying it for a little less than a million dollars. And we have to come to the table with 425,000 cash. Mm-hmm. They are going to own or finance the other 550,000 so we're getting for 550,000 mm-hmm. at 7% mm-hmm. interest only yep. for 2 years mm-hmm. and then 8% interest only for another year and a half. Mm-hmm. So we got to we got to pay it off in 3 and a half years. Yeah. Which, you know, the 550000 I don't think we have a problem with that. So great terms, great number. Like Donnie said, the 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 address we was looking at the other day is 450000 right around the corner. But the building is like 3,000 square feet. Yeah. So it's like a quarter of the, uh, the space for, it's just, we got a lot of equity in this space. Yeah. Challenges is not in the best area. It's not in the best area. What I do love about the area is that it's right off the interstate, right? 
And we are actually um, going to consult with security strategists, Mm -hmm. not just our own knowledge about security. We're we're consulting with security strategists. And the way Jay's guy. No, you mentioned Jay's guy. Okay. okay, Okay. And the way that I see it is Tyler Perry has built one of the largest production studios right around the corner from this, like not around the corner, but right down the street from this. Um, He too picked an area that was not the best area. Mm -hmm. And now every film that is produced that comes through Atlanta looks for his his production studio, his the whole hub. He's built like this whole city of production studio. They come here and that is in very high demand. Um, We have friends who have gyms that are very popular and seven figure businesses, you know, right there. And um, so I I think that our initial reaction or our initial thoughts about the space or the area will kind of dissipate over time. Uh, I believe, too, that we'll have a lot of neighborhood uh, residents that mm-hmm. fight for us and stand up for us. And they are acting as our own security because we're bringing something great into the neighborhood. Um, and I just believe that we have an opportunity to kind of over time, maybe invest in the block, if not buy the whole block and turn it into something really great. Guess how far we are from uh, Tyler Perry studio. We are less than three minutes away. Oh, seven, seven, yep. hmm. seven minutes, seven, would you use to do that? Google Maps. Yeah, I think that's a stretch. Seven minutes. I think they're Google's talking about right now, lights and all that stuff. We're about five minutes away. It says seven, though. It says seven because it's factoring the time of day, the traffic and what's going on. It's We're about 1030. I grew up it. in the area. We are about five minutes away. Okay. <laughs> could be kept, could not. You know what I mean? It's all good. Um, so um, but here's another good thing. Here's another really, really cool thing. Uh, and it's not cool. It sound cool. It's not going to sound cool initially, but it's going to be really cool. There's some opportunity because the school system is terrible. Yes. The school system is terrible. Yeah. What are we going to do about it? We are, we're getting into those schools. Yeah. We are going into those schools. First of all, um, we're documenting this whole process. Mm-hmm. And we may even be able to like we're at the end of a school year now. So I think we have an opportunity to go to their administration and even see if we can create some field trip experiences for them to come out during the process. Yeah. And let them see uh, what it looks like to build something literally from scratch. Let them see that people are caring to bring something valuable to the community um, during that process. But even after when it's complete, I see field trips, you know, coming back to see it complete. I see us putting them in studios, uh, allowing them to film podcasts or, you know, episodes and whatever they want to do. But we are going into those schools. Um, We are investing in those kids for sure. And this is, this brings us back to the start of what, we used to do. I used to speak in schools back in 2013, 2014. You were really heavy speaking in schools like around that same time period for much mm-hmm. longer. Um, you know, this is, this is career day on steroids. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, look at, look at the, and I'm sure Donnie will have a similar story like this actual studio, that studio that we're in. Um, I moved uh, real prematurely because I just knew I wanted a building, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And I found some terms and I was like, oh, well, I could pay it, no problem, and I got it. And I didn't, I didn't, 
there's a lot I should have done. Like I should have built out the 3D model so I can see how things are going to look first. But I just drew everything on a napkin. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I said, okay, put a room here about this size, about that size. So there's a bunch of things that would change. But About this building. Yeah. Yeah. But um, the fact that I I, I just wanted to keep moving um, and make the adjustments along the way um, is how I live my life and it's never turned out bad. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So like, we don't, again, we haven't, we haven't figured out where we're going to get this $600,000 for this build up. Oh, first of all, the only thing that we've talked about is the cost of the building. Yeah, You didn't even talk about the cost of the renovation. This is a complete gut, complete renovation. Yep. Yeah, for sure. And that's another on top of the almost $1 million dollars, it's another six hundred thousand um, dollars cash yeah. that has to be paid to renovate this building and turn it into the vision. Yeah, our mortgage starts <laughs> about forty five days after we close, right? And every single month we have to pay the mortgage. Mm-hmm. What we should have done was figure out, like, make sure like all of the contractors are lined up, ready to go. We start pulling permits permits we should have bended the schematic we should have bended the 3d we should have like figured out where we're going to get investors from we should have like been doing presentations for the last 30 days or Mm so um that's what we should have done Mm -hmm. but what we should have done probably would have what's that what we should have done was would have taken us so much time and one we'd either lost the building (laughs) or um, it would never get perfect mm-hmm. if you're going off of a list of things that should be done before you move forward. Mm-hmm. So again, if this was, if what we're doing, somebody is, somebody's a business major right now and they just got an A on their assignment on how you're supposed to build and structure a business. Yes. And they're watching this right now and say, oh, y'all shouldn't do it that way. Y'all really, really need to plan this out. You're missing so many steps. Because someone taught that student all the things you need to do to build a successful business. And when you see the obstacles, you can't move forward until you get past that obstacle. Yeah. But me and Donnie, we don't see all the things that we're supposed to do, which allows us to move faster and learn along the way and get more momentum. Yeah. And this is a good lesson because what you have to understand in your own business and what you're doing is most times things don't operate in the order of the checklist. Yeah, Like the things sure. on the checklist get done, but sometimes you have to go off script. And I see a lot of entrepreneurs make this mistake um, when things don't look exactly like the guide, the, the, the instruction manual, yeah. they get lost. They don't know how to operate in a, okay, let me think of a way to get around this. Let me think of a way to skip this step, but not miss what was supposed to happen in this step. Come back to it later. Yeah. Right. And it's really important that you learn to uh, see the bigger picture. But you also, in addition to instruction, you use intuition. Mm. And we have thought about this. um, We've thought about this in different models. Like even from when I was thinking heavily on the salon suites, I did so much research there Mm -hmm. that I fully understood Um, what it would take to open that. And so we're just really transitioning that concept into what we're doing now for content creation. So 
we can we can afford to skip some steps. When Dave said, hey, we found the building. I didn't have too many questions because I'd already been touring buildings and looking at layouts and, you know, just let me see the building is all I yeah. want. Just let me see it. Take me to the building. <laughs> and when he Hey, y'all, I ain't going to lie, man. They sent me this Ufi lock. Think about being on a couch. Someone rings the doorbell. Your child left their key at school and they need you to get off the couch to open the door. Well, you don't have to do it anymore with this Eufy lock. You can open, unlock, see who's at the door all on your phone. It's super easy to install. You can set up with just a Phillips screwdriver, no drilling required. It's keyless entry. So it's no more fumbling for your keys when your hands are full coming from the grocery store. 0.3 second fingerprint recognition. Listen, you put your fingerprint on there, you don't have, even if you got you got your bags, you put one finger out there, boop, you get to unlock your door that way. No battery anxiety. You don't have to worry about the battery dying. Quick charging, it's incredible. Also, passcode unlocking and remote control with a 2K clear sight camera so you can see who's at the front door. You're in control anywhere from the app. Enhanced night vision. It's absolutely incredible. No monthly fee either. So unlike other brands that charge a monthly fee, you have you have uh, recordings locally, and you don't have to pay for the storage. Customer support is on 10. Listen, Ufi is on standby for you 24-7, so you can enjoy a worry-free experience with an 18-month warranty, all backed by our professional customer service team. Listen, you can contact them anytime, telephone, email, or live chat. Okay, listen, you need this Eufy lock. You need to look it up. All you have to do is go to the official website, eufy.com. I just ordered mine, okay? I love this product. It is incredible. It's a game changer. It makes life so much easier, right? So if you have a video doorbell already or any smart lock, it's, it's, it's time to replace it. It's time to replace it. So listen, search Eufy. E-U-F-Y, video lock. Search Eufy Video Lock. That's E-U-F-Y, video lock. Or visit eufyofficial.com forward slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. Okay? You can get a complete control of your front door, your life, back door. Incredible. Okay? So search Eufy, E-U-F-Y, video lock, or visit eufyofficial.com forward slash video lock. Ah, spring. Nothing like the world progressing towards summer to inspire your own progress. That's what life's all about. In your career, relationships, and your finances. Let's talk about that last one. With the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa Credit Card, it's easy to start building credit with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments with no annual fees or interest. So your weekly grocery run can feel even more productive. And that morning coffee can taste like a little victory. And if your credit scores grow, so could your opportunities to get lower rates on loans, like for a new ride or finally having a home to call your own. Sounds like progress, right? With Chime's Secure Credit Card, you can start improving your credit scores right away. Get started today at Chime.com build. That's Chime.com build. Chime feels like progress. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal and OTC advance fees may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to Chime.com slash disclosures for details. Sent me the address and told me to go by. I'm like, no, you got to come to this building with me. I'm not, <laughs> not going over there by myself. Um, so being able to operate off script and still making it happen yeah. and... 
you know, in full transparency, it may cost you a little more to do that, but it will cost you a whole lot more. Like if we didn't get this building in this, the building that we're getting is a crazy size. It has the best space for the event Mm -hmm. capacity, you know, for the event parking capacity that we need. It's so multifunctional and the price is just insane. Right. So I'm not as worried about the area. We'll make the area what we need to make the area. Mm -hmm. If we had passed on this, we then limit our options to now come back to the city, looking at buildings that cost three times more, Mm -hmm. you know, and just really missing out on something. And so sometimes when you have that opportunity, you have to just act. You yeah. have to say yes and then figure out the rest later. And that's what this whole process is. This is a journey of watching David and Donnie say yes. Mm-hmm. Figure this thing out <laughs> as we go. Yeah, and ignorance is like a blessing sometimes. My man, so I went to the building with my man that uh, he went to school for like architecture. So we're talking, he's giving me some really, really good information. And he's like, yo, I can do the 2D drawing and the 3D. He said the 2D is like just kind of showing the layout, map, all that kind of stuff. 3D is like you can see visually how the rooms are and all that kind of stuff. So we go down there and I was like, okay. So we get all the measurements and I'm like, all right, well, how long does it take to get the 2D drawing? Mm-hmm. And he said, it'll probably take seven to 10 days. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, it just didn't make sense. I'm like, if if we know the dimensions of it, why can't we just draw a square and then put the sizes of how far everything is on there? And he's like, well, I mean, that process is going to take about seven to 10 days. Ah, why? why? And this is like, he went to school for this. Like, he's the expert. I just don't see why it would take that, bro. Like, why can't, why can't we just like do it and just, he was like, I mean, well, you got to get the size and all that kind of stuff. I During that, like we went to Cheesecake Factory and ate. And I was like, yo, I could just go on Fiverr. I'm sure somebody do it faster. He was like, I mean, yeah, man, try Fiverr. But it's probably going to take about a week or so. So I went on Fiverr. And I took a pic. I'm going to show you. <laughs> I took a picture of this. Can you see this, Reese? I took a picture of this. This is, you, you can see it. It's good enough. It's good enough. You can see like the size, the drawing, right? I take a picture of this and send it to a guy on Fiverr. And I'm like, yo, because he said in his in his, uh, his bio, it's like arch- architectural drawings, 2D drawings, whatever. Took a picture and sent it to him. And I said, how long would it take for you to create this? Guess what he said? Two hours. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> He's all getting it done in two hours. And he sent me <laughs> the, the schematic. Like an AutoCAD drawing. He sent this back, right? Which is kind of like, it looks kind of how the, um, like your apartment would be, right? If you looked but at any floor plan. Any floor plan. And I was I was like, well, there's a couple, uh, there was a part that I didn't get like all the dimensions, so I had to go back. I was like, yo, I'm gonna go get some more dimensions and, uh, and you know, give you a new one so we can put like, you know, doors, we'll draw it out and all that kind of stuff. And he was like, all right, cool, no problem. Guess how much he charged me, though? $10. I gave him a $5 tip. I'm uh, like, yo. I'm tipping you 50%. Oh, come on with it. So the, the, the thing is, if if we had went to school to know the process, that process would have made sense. Like, oh, well, we're going to have to wait a little while, yeah. right? But the fact that me and Donnie can look at something like, mm, no. why, why is it going to take that long? 
Why is it going to be that price? Why do you think it's going to take that? Like in, in anything, in anything, you just got to keep moving and not necessarily trust experts. Mm-hmm. Some things just don't make sense in your head, like why this process is the way. And sometimes it's simply because that's how the process has always been. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's with anything. Like I'm thinking, as you were saying, that sometimes you can't trust the expert. How many times have you gone to the doctor and was misdiagnosed? Mm. Right. How many times have they told you, oh, we think this is wrong with you. And then they give you some medication. A couple days later, the medicine isn't working. You got to go back to the doctor. Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, well, if it isn't that, then it must be this. But you know your body. You knew the whole time. Like my mom is so good at this. She's so good at listening to doctors tell her something about me or because my mom still comes to the doctor with me. (laughs) Um, She's so good at listening to the doctor say something about me or something about her. And she's like, eh. That's just not right. And so I've become like the Google expert and really thinking. And you think about it like, well, according to the research, the little the five minutes that I've done, if this were it, then I should have an eyeball hanging out or a third eye growing. And that's, <laughs> that's not happening, Doc. So this really doesn't make sense. At some point, you have to not allow people to expert you out of a decision. You got to not allow people to use their expertise to rank your intuition, right? Like, you know what you should be doing. You know if this process doesn't sound right, but here's what happens. You feel like you only have that resource. So we only have this guy with this architectural experience. Mm -hmm. We have no other opportunities. David is resourceful. I am resourceful. So I hear what you're saying and I appreciate you for telling me what your process is. But I know that if I just go and ask a few questions and go to some of these other platforms and the Internet where this free information exists, I can find another resource. And between the information that you gave me and this resource that I found, we can make it happen in a time frame that I believe is doable is reasonable. Don't trust the experts. Golly. If you talk to an attorney, yeah. About like starting your business. Oh, they God. will make sure that you know how dangerous it is to start this business without getting a trademark. Without, and you should. You should do all those things. I just had a different experience. Yeah. Like my T-shirt brand, I didn't trademark it for six months. I'm just I'm not saying you should do that, but I'm just going. Let's just uh, I, I need to make some money right now. OK, so <laughs> I went and got some shirts printed and I'm starting to spread this message and it thankfully it worked out right but if you talk to a business professor they're going to make sure that you know it's a really really bad idea Mm -hmm. to start a business without doing your market research and coming up with a business plan Mm -hmm. and setting up a bank account and all that kind of stuff and i just never came from that school of thought which is like a year process yeah it's like a year from getting started yeah well and i do come from that process when i started my initial business i remember Um, when I was starting my clothing store many years ago, I had originally had an idea to open a shoe store. Mm -hmm. And with this shoe store, I'd done all the market research. I went to the locations. I did the rent projections. I studied how many cars drive by and how many red lights there were on my block. So I get, you know, the eyeballs because the whole idea is if you're on a corner with the red light, then you've got all these extra people who have Mm -hmm. time to stop and really see you and take in the business. I did all that. I did the investor pitch. I did the three to five year projections. I did all of that. And guess what? What? I never opened that shoe store. (laughs) (laughs) I never opened that shoe store. Fast forward just a few months later, 
I then get an opportunity to open a clothing store. Like we're starting to talk about it. And I'm like, okay, let's do it. And I was just so exhausted. It took me months. I had gone, what I had done was I talked to a business expert. I went into a bank. I went into, at that time, it was uh, Wachovia Bank. And I said, I want to start a business in the neighborhood. I'm going to need funding. What would you need to see from me? And they gave me this whole long checklist. Well, turns out I wasn't approvable for a standard bank loan anyway, right? Mm. Like that's the first thing. So why was I putting together all this information for a process that I wasn't going to be approved for? You do need a business loan if you need some kind of funding and invest or not a business loan, a business uh, plan. If you're looking for some type of funding, especially from a traditional bank. But I didn't even qualify for that process. <laughs> My credit was jacked up. You, I had mm-hmm. just foreclosed on a house. Girl, you can't get a business <laughs> loan. And so when it came down to the clothing store, it, we literally opened that store on a whim and $500 at a time. Like literally. Mm -hmm. And I never looked at like the business plan is essentially the same thing. I never looked at it again. Fast forward when I would go on to start another business. um, When I started my property management company, I started putting a business plan together and I did this work and I never looked at that business plan Mm -hmm. again, ever for anything. Not even when it was time to get funding, like you just go in and apply for the dang on loan. (laughs) And so um, today, and I'm not advocating because there are certain industries in which you absolutely need a business plan. And for certain reasons you need, we, if we wanted to get funding for social proof podcast from a traditional bank right now, we would have to go back and do a business plan. Right. And I'm perfectly okay with that. I am fine with going back and doing a business plan based on this experience that we've had over the last several years. Mm -hmm. But if we had said we got to put the business plan together first, we have no example of what that looks like. It could have delayed our process a year up. What's up, podcaster or soon to be podcaster? Get ready to level up your podcast game because the number one podcast education summit of the year is back and it's bigger and better than ever. I'm talking about the second annual podcast summit happening on July 4th and 5th in the content creation capital of the world. You already know ATL, baby, Atlanta, Georgia, going down July 4th and 5th, two full days. Imagine this. Imagine you getting all the game you need to take your voice, your brand, your business to the next level. Imagine getting all the insider tips. Imagine getting all the know-how that you've been craving for the last two, three, four years where you're talking about you're going to start a podcast, but you haven't yet because you don't have the tools. You don't have the tips. You don't have the tricks. I don't care if you're just starting or you're a seasoned pro. This summit has something for everyone. Picture you mastering the basics of setting up your podcast or unlocking the secrets to grow your brand on social media. We're not just talking about podcasting here. I'm talking about you want to build a long form catalog, whether it's skits, movies. We got people talking about script writing. This is an incredible experience. Imagine, imagine discovering the art of securing these lucrative sponsorship deals. And that's not all. Learn the ropes of creating a pitch deck that has sponsors knocking down your door. But wait, 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 wait. There's more. This isn't just a summit. This is an experience. I'm telling you, rub shoulders with industry leaders and you got to network with other people that are doing what you're doing. All the guests that have ever been on Social Proof Podcast, I'm giving them a free ticket. And in exchange, they promise me that they're going to sit down and do short interviews with you. We got podcast booths for our VIP members where you can sit down, pull somebody to a side and you're going to create content in real time. I know what you're thinking. How do I get a part of this podcasting paradise? 
Well, it's simple. All you have to do is head over to podcastsummit.com, grab your tickets now, but hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, because I have something really, really special for you. I got a little treat for my early birds, people who take action. The next 20 listeners and only 20 listeners who get your tickets right now, okay? I'm not only going to give you 20% off of whatever ticket level you get, you get 20% off, but if you use the promo code Big Deal. It'll take 20% off immediately, but I'm also going to allow the first 20 people to listening to this right now to be able to bring a friend, bring a teammate, bring a partner for absolutely free. You get general admission, they get general admission. You get VIP, they get VIP. Whatever ticket level you purchase, you get to bring a friend, partner, colleague, boo thing for absolutely free. Nothing extra required. My team's going to reach out to you, get your partner's name, or if you don't have the person you... No, right now, yet you got time, no pressure, you get us back. But use that code big deal that triggers to let us know you get to bring someone for free. So don't wait. So secure your spot at the number one podcast education summit in the country. Join us July 4th and 5th in Atlanta. Let's turn your podcast dreams into a reality, y'all. Head over to podcastsummit.com. Use promo code big deal at checkout and get your tickets now don't miss out on the opportunity to take your podcast to new heights take your brand to new heights take your business to new heights with this unprecedented offer okay i'll see you at the summit and don't forget to use promo code big deal front whereas if we need a business plan today i could write that in 24 hours Because we went for it. We know what the business model looks like. We know what our competitors are. We know the market research. We have proven data right now, not expected or anticipated or projected data. And so it makes a big difference. And so stop waiting on these steps to just fall in line. It doesn't have to happen that way. That's a fact. And I think the more research or more information you gather about whatever business or project you're going to start... I think for certain for certain personality types or temperaments, um, you're pushing yourself further and we're further away from the start. Yeah. One, because um, you're going to realize that there's more competition than you thought when it was just in your head, a good idea. Or there's so many barriers to starting or like the, the research might scare you. Or it's just the fact that there's so many things that you need to do. Um, that's scary. It's like I... I how long is it going to take me to go through all this stuff? Because I know what it takes. And it's the more time you spend researching, the more time you'll spend researching yeah. and you'll never, ever get it started for some personality types. Yeah. I remember I got a, I got a, a business plan. I was actually probably f- three or four years in to my t-shirt brand. And this is something my mentor Tony told me. Cause I was, I was really fighting back. I'm like, yo, I already, I, I did what I needed to do to leave my job. You know what I mean? Like, why do I need a plan now? And he said this, and it made so much sense. He said, the business, he said, you you probably will never use the business plan. Mm -hmm. He said, but I want you to go through the process of going through a business plan because you get smart on your industry. You get smart Mm -hmm. on the business. That's good. So I'm I'm already like in the flow. Then I double back to get the business plan. And now it makes more sense because I'm in the game. Yeah. But if you do it before, it's like, whoa, this It's a lot of stuff. Yeah. It's, when you start looking at how much money you need for this uh, for three years and how much a build out is going to cost you, you can literally sure. talk yourself out of your idea. Now, let me also say this. 
This is probably some of the most irresponsible advice we've ever given. Oh, for sure. <laughs> but we can only right? give experience shares. But we are giving experience <laughs> advice, okay? And we can only speak from a place of what we've actually done. I did the whole business plan thing and would probably do it again, but I know now what they're for. Yeah. I know now that every single bit, if you have the money to start your own business, if you are bootstrapping this thing, um, you need a plan, but you might not need a whole entire business plan. And I want you to just Google a business plan to see all of the little uh, sections that go into a business plan to fully have an idea of what we're talking about. We're not just talking about a basic outline. Okay, we're going to get this building. It's going to be for content creators and an event space in the back. That's not a business plan. That's an idea, yeah. right? So Google what a business plan actually is and how detailed it is. Mm -hmm. Google one that the banks require and you'll understand why we're saying what we're saying right now. But I am aware that this is not the best advice. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> right? Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, we should get a business plan. We should get a business plan. <laughs> we should get a business plan because we are growing and we are like, no matter how, um, no matter how cash heavy we were up front, like out of our own pockets, doing anything in any of our businesses, like with my, with my business, I 100% financed it. I didn't get a penny of yep. anything from anybody else. And you've done the same thing. But what ends up happening is when it's time to scale and really grow that business, you will absolutely start needing money from yeah. other people. You'll need money. And, and these people need to see business plans in order to make them comfortable with detaching from their money. Yeah. Let's be uh, hypocritical for a minute. So, we should probably get a business plan for this idea. One, because there's nothing we can compare this idea to. Right. And maybe they'll create something. But we're seasoned enough for the for us not to be waiting on a plan. Mm -hmm. And we're seasoned enough to know what to do with the information of the plan. Yeah. So because our audience is predominantly um, entrepreneurs who haven't really built anything big before, or yeah. they're just now getting started, or you know, there's there's they're hitting some stumbling blocks in those beginning phases. For that person, the advice is, yo, let's get rolling because nothing's going to teach you better than experience nothing about teaches. your business, your idea, your industry. Getting out there, seeing what people like and what they don't like on the paper, the business plan might say, well, the market is asking for this. But the only reason the market is asking for that is because that's what's in the market. You know what I mean? If you bring something different, the market wasn't asking for electric cars. Mm. The market was asking for fast cars, reliable cars, cars that are good on gas. Yeah. And then Elon says, yo, why can't we just put a battery in that joint and run it like a remote control car? <laughs> right? It, in his head, he's like, yo, we'll, why do we need all this maintenance and all that kind of stuff? Right? Mm -hmm. But now the whole world is demanding that because he had this idea. That's why I really, Donnie, in coaching, very rarely do I even tell people what to do. Mm -hmm. I give a suggestion, but the first part of my coaching is trying to figure out your idea because I can't, I, I don't want to be naive enough to think that this person that's sitting in front of me asking for help this person is going to be more successful than I am in business because mm -hmm. they got this fresh idea, this new idea. And if I tell them exactly what to do, mm -hmm. I'm limiting them to the level of success in my own experience. Yeah. So I give, I try to in coaching, give kind of foundational coaching, like 
Let me get you thinking first. Mm-hmm. Let me get you asking yourself certain questions. Let me tell you some things that 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 work fundamentally and what I've done, and I'll give you my suggestion. Mm-hmm. But I'm very care, careful not to say, hey, you got to do this or you're going to fail. And I've had coaches like that. Yeah, it's really important in coaching to develop the visionary inside of somebody. Mm, that's strong. Yeah, it is. So come on, tell the coaches again for, for the coaches <laughs> in the back. <laughs> it is really important as a coach, a business coach, especially um, that your role in that relationship is to develop the visionary in somebody more so than giving them your framework and expecting them to follow it piece by piece. And that's why so many co- coaching programs are copy and paste because everybody has these frameworks. And even I have a framework, but that framework really works for people who just don't understand their vision. They don't understand how to make sense of it. And the framework is designed to help you discover the visionary inside of you, right? Not necessarily to help you get to a particular end result, if that makes sense. You discovering the visionary inside of you will put you into that framework and you will ultimately get the end result. But it's so important that when you are coaching people, when you're instructing people, when you are giving people advice as a coach, especially to understand that everybody doesn't think the same way. Mm -hmm. Everybody doesn't receive the same way. Everybody Mm -hmm. doesn't execute the same way. And what you see in your head. So when you come to me with your idea, it's very important that we have a pre-call so that I fully understand, well, where were you going first? So one of the questions that we ask even on our pre-enrollment calls is, what have you already done, right? What have you done that has worked? What have you done that hasn't worked? Because I need to understand how you think. I want to understand how you think. I want to understand how it affects you emotionally, how you perceive and receive information. And I want to understand how you execute, how you pivot. I need to understand these things about you. And that's why one-on-one coaching is so difficult. But if you are great at it, that's why you can make a lot of money doing it. Great coaches understand that you have to get to the, the root of that particular person. And what happens if that person doesn't fit into the mold of your framework? Can you still help them? Mm, drop the link, Donnie. Drop your, <laughs> drop your link. <laughs> Sixfigureedu.com. Sure. Go to my link and schedule a free strategy session to see if you're a good fit for me to help you become a visionary. Ooh, let me ask you this. What is, uh, I think there's a lot and it's going to be a long uh, conversation, mm-hmm. but what is in the gap between idea mm-hmm. and profitable business idea and the successful business that that idealist sees in their head mm-hmm. what is going on in this gap because i don't yeah. think there are some some things that are stopping this idealist mm-hmm. from getting to this mark what's in the gap yeah um there are so many things that lie in that gap the first thing is their own mental enemies right so we have things that we're dealing with you have an idea This is the idea. This is the success that you see from that idea. But along the journey, you have to deal with, number one, overcoming fear. Mm -hmm. You have to deal with this belief that you don't have enough money. Mm -hmm. You have to deal with this belief that you don't have enough time. Like to go from this idea to ultimate success. The truth of the matter is you already have a life going on before you had this idea. Mm -hmm. So now fitting something new into this life in this. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply routine that you already have going on that's a really difficult transition for some people if you're already working eight to 12 hours and you're coming home and you're being a parent that this idea that's so big for you to get this big success it looks like a huge time commitment you can't figure it out so you get stuck there because you don't know how to make time i help you identify and discover that time right also um being a poor executor yeah the truth is david that most people are lazy They're just not willing to do the work like they only want to do the parts that they want to do. And that's why I'm like just and this is no plug, but that's why in my programs, I was just explaining this to somebody yesterday who wants to be in my accelerator program. And I tell her that I deliver the information over seven weeks. When you pay me, you get week one. And then week two and then week three. And she's like, well, I want to move very fast. Can I just go ahead? Can I pay more to get all seven weeks up front? The answer is no. And the answer is no, because I have coached long enough to know how people like you think. Mm. I know that you want full access because you want to go straight to the marketing and sales piece, but you want to skip the clarity piece. You want to skip the mindset. So now when you invest and you go into sales and marketing and it doesn't produce a result, you're coming back to me saying the program doesn't work. No, your idea is trash because you skip week one (laughs) right Mm -hmm. your idea is trash because you skip week one your messaging is off because you skipped week two you don't have the components there is a there is a systematic flow there is a sequential order in which Mm -hmm. certain things have to be thought through and the truth is you guys you've got these great ideas but you're not giving it great effort yeah. You just want great idea to manifest into great result, but there's a great effort, great execution, great strategizing that has to happen in between. And there are some great sacrifices sometimes that also have to be made. And if you're missing one of those four components, yeah. you will not yield the result. That's a fact. I think another thing standing in that gap is um, uh, information, mm-hmm. the right information though. Yeah. And uh, many people don't spend time studying the craft yeah you know what i mean not not just like what to do but studying successful people in the space like studying the industry studying Mm -hmm. studying studying yo that's why i'm sure you can talk so much to not only not only people who need coaching or entrepreneurs but also Dottie knows what's going on in the coaching space around other culture coaches Mm -hmm. because she's getting informed about the industry right and it shows when you talk about this the space that you're in. Yeah, I could tell some people that just aren't well studied in the space. Like yeah. you don't have that, and I think it takes somewhat of a desire, a certain level of interest mm-hmm. to know um, to, to to find the the fine details that make the difference. Yeah. Because what you see the first time you see it, let's say I don't know if you're in the you're a mechanic, right? What you see is oh, everybody's got a car. These are the most common problems, right? But nobody's studying why successful mechanic shops are the successful mechanic shops. What are, it's these little things. Oh, it's the follow-up. It's the fact that you track when that person needs another oil change. It's the fact that when they get home, 
they do a call and saying, hey, just making sure everything's cool. And you're not thinking about those, but when you start studying these little details and like as I'm watching all these people that interview, I'm looking at the details, not the fact that this person interviewed that person. Yeah. I'm studying the details, the body language, the, the time between someone answers a question and asks another question or um, how combative the interviewer is with the interviewee, mm -hmm. making sure that they don't agree on every topic. Mm -hmm. All great interviewers don't agree on every topic. There has to be some sort of pushback, some sort of friction. Mm -hmm. But if you're just looking, oh, I just need a celebrity yeah. To you're not even ready. That joint ain't going to do nothing. Yeah. So information, I think, is super important. The dangerous thing about information is uh, you can get addicted to that. Oh, you. I'm addicted to the information. Mm -hmm. I don't stop reading books. You don't either. Mm -hmm. Like I'm constantly, as soon as I put a book down, I'm looking for the next book and I'm looking for the next book and looking for the next book. Mm -hmm. But implementation is just as important as the information. For sure. So you can continue to seek all the information that you want, but you have to implement something, mm -hmm. right? And I don't want to miss the piece that you were talking about. I believe that we are so good at what we do because we actually are interested. Yeah. And there are so many people that are starting Dang. businesses that are easy, but you're not interested in it. And so you can't execute at a level of excellence because you have no interest in this. The sales letter was good. The sales letter was good. And it made you feel a way like, yeah. oh, I'm going to do this. They mm -hmm. sold you. They sold you. They And now you're trying to turn around and make a profit. I, I'm going to get my money back from this. I want to sell this to other people. Mm -hmm. But the, the, their messaging was good. You're not really interested. You're gullible. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> right? And, and, and that's the point of difference. So information, I believe in, in my industry specifically in, in coaching and content creation, podcasting, I'm always sending you links of things that I'm finding mm -hmm. about podcast and what's happening in the space. Like I'm interested. I want to know. And if we don't stay on top of it, I, what we do, honestly, is so trendy, right? This is not like auto mechanics. The process pretty much stays the same until they build a different type of car that's outside of that mm -hmm. framework. What we do, though, is trendy and it's, it's, it's short lived if you don't continue to seek the information. Um, but but two things we're interested and we and we implement like is there something that you can. Uh, the people that are um, stuck in information and they don't know what to implement or the person is just uh, that's just going, 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 going and never reviewing their work to try to mm -hmm. extract information. Like, how do you get out of both of those stuck positions? Yeah. So the person who's getting all the information I recommend and this this is what I would do. And this is what I do when I'm stuck in my own head. Break it down to the bare bones. So I am a math and science nerd at mm -hmm. heart, right? I think the way I think because I've been taught to critically think. And so when I see a complex issue, I write that complex problem at the top of my paper and then I start simplifying it. You ever had those fractions that were compound fractions and then you had to simplify the fraction to get to the answer? I'm simplifying the fraction. And so I need to know in order to start this, what are the bare essentials that are necessary? Okay, I need first month's rent. Perfect. I need the deposit. Perfect. I need to get a customer. Okay. I need to get a customer. That's another compound fraction. How do I simplify that? What do I need to do at bare minimum to get the customer? Oh, I need the website up so that I can, and I need to tell somebody on social media. Those are the only two things that I'm worried about. I am not worrying myself with pixels and Google ad space and keywords and hashtags. I am just, I need the website and I need to tell somebody, yeah. right? Simple. 
simplify your process. When you're getting all of this information, I promise you the 100% guarantee that I can make is that you're going to confuse yourself. Oh, for sure. You're going to confuse yourself. You're going to scare yourself. And you have to think, even write it at the top of your paper on every single journal entry that you're making or note that you're taking, simplify the process, simplify the process, write down all of its complexities, but how do I simplify it? And if you just take one piece at a time, what do I need to do first? The first thing that I need to do is get a building. Okay, what do I need in this building? This document is telling me that I need 30,000 square feet and blah, blah, blah. When really for the first five years, I just need 3000 square feet. Can I go find 3000 square feet? I need to be in this number. How do we pay for it? Bam. Start there. Now, how do I get people in it? Okay. I need a sign. I need a sign and I need directionals maybe to show people that I'm here. I need to tell somebody that I'm here. Stop worrying about all the complex parts of the information and just simplify it as much as possible. Now for those who are going through the process and not fact checking your work, you are going to run into a wall where you stop making money because (laughs) (laughs) you just, I just got triggered. Yeah. Oh gosh. been Been there. You are going to hit a brick wall where the money isn't moneying because I'll be honest, you'll, you're able to just start something. People who are really great at simplifying the processes like me and you, we just start something and we're going to make money. Well, you have to intentionally decide that you are going to check along the way and plan what that check looks like. So when I started my course, Um, I simplified that process. It was literally the most simplified process. We're in the middle of, you know, the world being shut down and I didn't really have options to do a whole lot of complex stuff. I couldn't get a video team in here. I couldn't do lighting. I couldn't have a makeup artist. It's simple. So with my course, I said, okay, I can't necessarily appear on camera. And I was, I was under the weather at the time I had that C word. I don't like saying it anymore. Um, I, I had that when I started putting my course together and I couldn't do hair. I couldn't do makeup. Okay. Well, I can't do the complex production that I want, but can I just record my voice? Mm. Can I record my voice? Yes. Well, Donnie, if you record your voice, you kind of need a visual to go with it. You need some slides. I'm no graphic designer and I don't really know that I want to invest the money in it because again, we don't know what's happening in the world. Well, Donnie, can you just pull up Canva or Google, Google slides and take a white background and put some black words on it? Well, I can do that. Well, if I read along with what I'm saying and explain it a little bit more, then I can make this interesting. And that's exactly what I did. But let me make sure along the way that this is valuable information that people can learn from. So what did I do? I put a weekly Q&A in place. This is a fact check for me where I can get feedback from these students who are getting this course that I simplified so much to make sure that you're actually getting information from it. So on the Q&A is, hey, guys, where are you in your process? Was this information helpful for you? That's good. Was this information helpful for you? Yes. This wasn't helpful for you. Why? Why? When you find that something is not working, you just don't pull it out. You figure out why. Why isn't it working? It could be that you just didn't flip a switch. Mm-hmm. It could be that I forgot to talk about the slide that they saw. It could ask questions about why the best place to get feedback from is the people who have gone through your process and not just the customers who have paid you. Mm -hmm. Here's what I did when I had time. I went back to the people who I did calls with to talk about my program that were really eager and they never joined. Why? Why didn't you ever join the program? Well, it's because, um, you know, the money that you you wanted all the money up front. And if you would have offered payment arrangements, I would have joined. 
Easy. Let's offer some payment arrangements. Let's just offer some payment. <laughs> what you need? <laughs> what, what, what we got to do? How can I make this easy, an easy decision for you to get started? And that's truly like sometimes you are so dead set on what it is that you want, right? You're so dead set on how you see the end result looking. For example, I had a client that had a $2,500 program and they only wanted to, nope, because I saw online people are getting paid $5,000, $6,000 and everybody's getting paid wire transfers and people can get funding. Okay, okay. Mm -hmm. You want to rely on this funding that only approves like 3% of the people that apply (laughs) and that's what you want to do to build your business? Okay, but I'm strongly urging you that you need payment arrangements. And in the industry that they were working with, they were working with people, and you have to understand this, you're putting out a $2,500 program to people who make $2,500 a month. (laughs) Okay? Your ideal customer is somebody who makes $2,500 a month. Now, I'm not questioning the value of your program and the pricing of it. I am questioning how you choose to charge people, the method in which you're going to collect money. And I said, I'm going to be honest with you. Here in your particular offer, I would do three payment arrangements monthly. I would even do weekly payment arrangements because you have to... this is the this is the how do I figure out how to get past the thing? You're not making the money that you want. If you go back and ask 100 percent of these people why they didn't get started that wanted to get started, it's because they can't afford you the way afford to pay for it the way. Yeah. Not even the three payments, but they do get paid weekly. Mm-hmm. And that 197 weekly versus that 997 monthly works for them. Yeah. Just in the way that they get paid, right? Could end up being the same dollar amount, but the way my checking and savings account is set up, I need this 197 weekly. Yeah more than this 997 monthly you have to get to the bottom of things and you have to decide where can i be flexible what's worth bending on what's worth pivoting on instead of staying stuck to nope it's 997 or nothing mm-hmm. okay 100 <laughs> percent. and just like yo donnie just really laid it out for you and i think there's two types of people they're saying okay i'm gonna get it done And I'm, uh, you know, I'm going to kind of improve along the way. But even after all that, there's somebody that said, man, I'm not going to release my program until I get payment arrangements. Mm. But you got to be willing to put out bad, right? So we, for some reason, people think when you launch it, especially for 95% of the people that start in a business, you think when you launch it, that everyone's going to see it. Yeah your launch will probably be the least amount of people that ever see your product, your service, and nobody wants to launch improperly, right? Mm -hmm. But we just got to get it out there. Like, I need a website. And then you hear, if you talk to the person that is a marketer or a a web developer, they'll say, oh, well, your copy's wrong. Oh, you need to have call to action buttons. And the button needs to be green because green means go. You got to make sure it's green and there's a flow and there's a call to action. And it's said this way and it's written this way. And don't put music on there. Don't let it transition this way. For me, and I'm sure Donnie, what she's saying is we're going to put out a website that allows me to take money. I don't care if it says this is the product, service, money. Just pay, click here and give me some money. Because mm-hmm. while that's up, there are some people that's just going to click and give you some money. And eventually you'll get some other people to say, yo, you know what? You need to improve your copy. And you say, oh, cool. I'll improve my copy. And then I have another thing to celebrate and launch. Yo, all new website. It's new. <laughs> yes. Right? But it still has pay me. 
on it. And then somebody's going to say, hey, let's get in this color psychology thing. But while you're going through that whole process of color psychology and it shouldn't be too long and the tabs and all that kind of stuff, people can still buy while you're ideating and improving this process. So it's not a stop. Right. We just got to get it out. You know, what's crazy is I say this often and it's still on my to do list. This is something that I need to execute on. Actually, I'm so scared to change it because it's working. I built my site for Six Figure Accelerator Mm. again, stuck middle of the pandemic and I'm holding on to all my money because I don't know what's about to happen. And so I take this course and in the course, they teach me the bare essentials to put this this website together Mm. and so there's literally a picture of me this picture has been picturing since 2019 that picture is still there and it's a i hate that picture too (laughs) i look so old on that picture also but there's a picture of me in a red dress and a paragraph that's it and it says click Challenge me. Go to it. www.sixfigureedu.com. The word six, Turns right? It's not the marketer in you. It's, it's ugly. <laughs> this was a whole marketing play. Golly, I, I'm going to do that one day. I'm going to do that ugly. on stage. I'm going to use an example. and say, all right, you know, go, go to this website real yep. quick. Because I want, <laughs> I want you. <laughs> and, and, and if you're watching this, six, S-I-X, figure, E-D-U.com. I see her in the green. You looking like, girl, this is trash. This is beneath you. What? Look at that. And that's <laughs> that's that on, picture. <laughs> yes, yeah, that picture that I hate so much. So I put this website together and I just put it out there. Now we're getting to the point where I need to charge money. And remember, at first I was just charging full price. So I put up a, a nice little full price thing, but I had an issue with the payment arrangement. David just talked about some of you will wait until you have a payment arrangement, right? Well, I got an issue putting the payment arrangement piece together because that requires a little bit more tech savvy or website development savvy than I know how to do. That payment site is so ugly that I was embarrassed to show it to anybody. So instead of not starting the business and taking money, do you know what became my process? If you got to get on a sales call anyway, the salesperson just takes the money. We only see that link now three years later in-house. No Mm. customer ever sees that ugly link. No customer ever sees the, the confusing process in which you have to choose between pay in full and payment arrangement. We take payment over the phone ends up working out for me because now after selling this particular course for almost four years at this point, we're three years into it. Well, you're eventually and inevitably going to get chargebacks, right? Mm -hmm. People who say, Oh, I never authorized that payment or this was fraud. Oh, really? Well, guess what? That ugly little website allowed me to do. It allowed me on my recorded calls to have a salesperson go through the script, take your payment, confirm your name, confirm your address and ask you, this is a $797 or this is a $2,000 transaction. Do I have your permission to proceed? Yes. So when you charge back now, I send the link of the recorded call to my merchant, to your bank. And I win every single time because you did authorize this payment. And you know what they have when you call to charge back? Because that's a phone call, too. They have the recording of your voice. They're simply a a ask. Can you please match this voice to the voice that made the complaint to you in the first place, to the voice that initiated the dispute? Oh, yeah. Never even thought to do that. Gosh, you won. Wow. Goodness gracious. Doing it ugly made me millions. Hmm. Period. Millions of dollars later. And so anytime I get like um, I stopped working with like certain marketing teams when I was trying to do ads because they wanted to blame what was happening on how poorly my website looked. 
And I'm like, yeah, millions later, I don't know. <laughs> you know, if maybe I could be something. making tens of millions of dollars from this website, who knows? But I'm a little afraid to change it because I've tested even with my clients mm -hmm. these complicated websites, these really complicated websites. Let me tell you something about that. If you don't have a team on board that manages that website every day, the moment something goes down, guess what you're going to do? You either have to figure it out or you have to sift through Fiverr accounts until you find somebody who can figure it out. And usually when you hire contractors, their work is so specific to their process that nobody can undo what they did yeah. and you end up having to build a new website. Keep it simple. Simple. Let's get it out, y'all. Just get it out. How many people like it, it hit a nerve? Like it's okay. I've been, I've been overanalyzing this whole process and just get it out, man. If nothing, if, if nothing but for the process or the, uh, to get a good base to start somewhere, you just got to get something out so you can start building on top of that. But if you never, it's never going to be perfect. It's never going to be right. There's always going to be an issue, yeah. but you need to go through this because I'm telling you, there's no course, there's no even coach that can give you the information that you'll get from experience. Uh, experience. Yeah, And no it never makes it. sense until you actually oh, yeah. have the experience. Like you'll look at all these pieces, all these things that you have ideated in your mind. And it's just kind of like these ideas that are floating. It never makes sense. Like I could not understand for the life of me how they would go from my, because I'd never been on the back end. How do they go from my website and clicking this button? They're going to end up on my email list until I did it. Oh, that's how it works. How do I create a zap now that yeah. a Zapier, which is an automation tool that will understand that somebody's on a payment plan. And if they don't pay to then remove access from the course, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. How, how does that happen? Do you know how to do that? No, but when you just do it, when you sit down and figure it out. So there's four words that I like. Um, I have a mentor who says conceive, believe, and achieve. He actually wrote a book on that. But then I also heard uh, someone say, ask, receive, ask, believe, and receive. And so I felt like those two words between um, conceive and ask, both of them are necessary in the process. And so I like to utilize four words. And that is conceive, believe, ask, receive. Mm. When you conceive the idea in your head, every one of us can do that. Every single last one of us can, can conceive an idea. The challenge comes between the belief and the ask. We can all conceive an idea and we all understand how to receive the idea. But these two pieces in the middle, the believe and the ask are the hardest part for most people. You're not believing because of what your circumstances look like around you. You're not believing because what somebody else told you you can do. You're not believing because you're still thinking about a past failure. You're not believing because your mental enemies are getting the best of you, right? But let's say you are believing. You believe that this is an idea that really works. You don't ask. You create this whole idea. You believe in it. And then you don't ask anybody to support it or do business with you. The ask looks like the sales phone call, but you're telling yourself you're not a salesperson. The ask looks like requesting some money, but you're scared to go into the bank because you're questioning your credit profile. You're not doing you're talking yourself out of the ask. Yeah. So what that looks like for you is you've conceived this idea. You made your Shopify site or your WordPress site. You put it out there and you made a post that just talked about the business that you're doing, but you never asked anybody to book mm -hmm. the call. You never asked 
asked anybody to go to the website. You never asked anybody for their feedback. You never asked anybody to spend money with you. You have to conceive, believe, ask, then receive. Yeah, That's the only way. That's the only way. You're so focused on who's not supporting you. Did you ask them? Yeah. Did you ask, hey, Dave, I really need support with X, Y and Z. What I need from you is one hundred dollars. What I need from you is to go with me. What yeah. I need from you is to pray for me. What I need from you is to post this link for me. Dave would have been done it. I never asked him. So it's not at the top of his mind. It's not at the top of your customer's mind, mind to do business with a person who's not asking for the money. Mm. When you see a McDonald's commercial, they're saying, come on by, come by, come taste. That's the ask, right? Come and taste, come and experience, come and enjoy. Click this link, log on to my website, come into my store, come to my event, go to the website now. Conceive, believe, ask, receive. Goodness, we can't close it out no better than that. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, this was really good, yes? Um, maybe, Maybe a question or two. Maybe a question or two. We hadn't had a thunderous applause in a minute. Thunderous. A thunderous uh, applause. Any, any, any questions? Y'all good? Question? Question? Patreon in there? We're good? No? Okay, cool. All right. Um, y'all the most non-question asking this group. <laughs> I, I know there's a lot of information to take in. Um, but um, you have any questions for me? You want me to coach you? Yeah. Um, how are we going to get this money back? In thirty days, so we're making this. Yeah, we got in ninety days. Okay, well, okay. For so first we gotta we gotta conceive. Okay, and then we gotta believe. Then we gotta ask somebody, and then (laughs) cash the check. Yeah, for sure, easy. What's up? Hold on, hold on. Is it on? Mike's good. Go for it. Um, um, I'm curious. Uh, when y'all was doing the um the plans, and you. And the guy said, the architect said seven days. Mm-hmm. And then you say, man, it's got to be better than that. And then you get a guy to do it in two hours. Mm-hmm. What was the price comparison? Uh, a lot. A lot? Like about 18 grand? <laughs> yeah. uh, no, 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 no. I mean, not for the 2D. Uh, I, I'm I'm paying him to like kind of, he's been through the process a lot more than I have. Okay. So I'm just like kind of paying him as a consultant. But um, yeah, it's really based on anything. Here's what's crazy. If the person who was doing the plan said, okay, it'd be about $200, I would have paid it. Mm-hmm. Or if the person is doing a plan said, okay, so these plans, these drawings, it'd be $1,000. I'd have paid it. Paid it. But the guy said $10, so I paid that one. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the point is, you just have to ask. You got to ask, you got like, is there like, and when you start getting quotes for stuff, somebody gives you a quote and you start telling everybody, oh, this is what it's going to cost. But you only have that number because that one person gave you their number. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you'll see, bro, there's, there's certain uh, contractors or um, businesses that you go to where the price difference it's really like so different, so off, but nobody's right or wrong. It's just what this person charges versus it's not an industry standard, I'm saying. Right? So someone asked, yo, how do we come up with the price for advertising? The one out there. Somebody else, somebody else might have another similar view, similar. They might have a whole nother number. Which one's right? 
You just ask a bunch of people. Yeah. So. But that also goes back to you being the service provider and asking a bunch of people doing the market research to find out what pricing is in the industry mm-hmm. because somebody could very well charge $2,000 and we don't know who yeah. paid it. Sounds right. Okay, mm-hmm. we're looking to build a million, a multi-million dollar business. It sounds reasonable sounds to pay right. $2,000 to put the plan in place, right? The layout. But then you get this guy who's charging $10. That guy... Needs to go and do some market research. (laughs) I don't care what country he lives in. That guy needs to go and do some market research because he's significantly underpriced in the market. Yeah. You know, he's pricing based off to not how valuable it is to me, but how long it takes him to do it. Yeah, it takes him two hours. And, and, And so that's a very good point. Like you're charging based on your time, but what he's forgetting is all of the engineering school or the tech school. I used to do that in engineering. It's called AutoCAD design. Like that's hard to learn. There's there's a degree of physics in there. There's just a whole lot. Like there's there's some visualizing that you have to do. You have to be able to tell people, no, the door won't work here because of this. He's forgetting all of those years of education that he's spent or invested in getting this information years that he saved us by just doing the work. Yeah. And like this, this process that we're going through, it's probably going to save us uh, thousands of dollars because when we go to the architect that's actually putting the plans together, that's going to like submit to the city or the county or whatever. We're do, we've done a lot of that process. You know what I mean? We've done a lot. Of, so some of these architects, they're, they're going to charge you based on like what they have to think through for you but if we take some time to think through it then it's as simple as oh this this really looks good obviously i gotta put my own situation together stamp it but you're you're cutting significant work for that particular architect and it might go from twenty thousand to twelve thousand for the person who's gonna like really make it official based on code all that kind of stuff so yeah man we're just going we're learning we're floating through learning through the journey man Um, hand him that mic put that back there real quick so, <clears throat> so my biggest problem is I'll have all these ideas mm-hmm. and then I'll just overwhelm myself uh-uh. with all these ideas. And I know guys. like if I just took one, I'll be good, mm-hmm. but I just won't take any action because there's so many ideas. <laughs> so my question is, what is your thought process? Or like, do you have like a systematic process where, okay, I have this. How do you go from idea to taking action? Mm. Um. I think I said so already, like simplifying the process. But I think what you're really asking is how do I pick which idea I'm going to start with? Um, So for me, I have my own little I I don't think I don't know if it's a formula. It is a formula, but I haven't figured it out. So I'll just say what I do. I look at I have a ton of ideas. Me and Dave have a ton of ideas. I typically look at the idea and say, which one am I most capable of executing right now? which requires the the least amount of money, right? Which requires the least amount of time and what can I do in excellence to help somebody get a result or to get the result that I'm looking for? If it's very complicated and there's a lot of prerequisites, I probably will push that one back a little bit and start with something that's simpler because in my mind, um, I like to use a simpler idea to fund a more complicated idea to create the revenue. So which one can I start making money from very quickly? more quickly and execute most easily. That's kind of what I look at. So for example, um, I would never have started. I want an, I want an entire coaching agency. I have a small agency now, but it's nothing compared to like the university and everything that I want to put together. 
Well, putting that together is going to require several months, if not a year or two of collecting the right information, filming it, recording it, organizing it, doing all that stuff. Let me just start with this one course right now. I know I can do this one course right now. It's pretty simple. Let me utilize that, make some money, get some experience. And now I know what goes into a university. So then does any of your ideas kind of, is it an elevated step to another idea? So you go from, let's say, a car wash in an empty parking lot to now building your own car wash. You could probably learn something first from that car wash in that empty parking lot before you go out and invest in a whole structure to, to look at cars. So look at all of your ideas and simplify the process. What are you in position to do? Some of those ideas on your list right now, you are not in position to do. Some of the ideas on my list, I'm just not in position to do. Those need to wait. Which one am I able to do right now? Maybe three of them. Okay, I got three ideas that I'm able to do. Which one do I have the money for? Which one do I not have to invest so much time in? Like, which one do I invest the least amount of time in because I'm busy? Which one can I start right away? Which one can I delegate first? You got to consider your lifestyle. You got to consider everything else that you're going on. Do I have to delegate this? Do I have to do it myself? And if I got to do it myself, do I have the capacity to do that right now? Simplify the process. Man, a hundred percent. And um, I think you probably have a lot of good ideas, right? And sometimes I, th I think some, and it's not like we don't pick any ideas. Like we'll pick one, start going towards it, marching on that path. But um, if it's not as successful as we thought in that time frame, we'll see something else, which is another opportunity where it's exciting and it's like shiny ob object syndrome. So I think in that scenario, we have to look less at the, the thing that we're doing and more at who we're becoming. And for me, I had to really get sick and tired of switching industries and businesses every six weeks. Yeah. Like the, the satisfaction of building something. That's a fact. Man. Yo, y'all don't know. There's a satisfaction in building something yeah. and focusing. And like, not not only do you have to decide what you're going to do, you also have to make a conscious effort and decide what you're not going to do until next year. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to touch this thing till next year. This is what I'm going to focus on and build. So just, it doesn't matter what you pick. It matters who you become through this process of picking something, sticking there, staying, figuring it out because you're smart enough to figure it out and not being distracted by like this. I would imagine, I wish there was like a poll that you could take of how many people get cold feet in an, in an engagement, not because anything's wrong with the person that you're engaged to, but how many distractions you see before you get married. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm going to miss out on that. Ooh, I can't go. Ooh, ooh, that, ooh, she, ooh. Forever? Forever? Just one? Forever, ever? Ooh. It's the only was, one? I wish there was a poll. Because there's nothing wrong with the one that you chose. This one's great. This one's but great. You see all this, you see all this stuff on the surface, but you don't know that getting involved in, there's some stuff to come with that, with some stuff with every business. One, the thing that you want to do, the thing that you're in right now is nothing wrong with it. If it's not growing, it has something to do with you. And if you move to another idea, you have to take you with you. You have mm -hmm. to take the problem with you to all these different businesses. And, it, and none of it works because you haven't changed. Mm -hmm. 
you haven't stayed there. Everybody gets to a wall. There's going to be a wall in your business where it seems unsurmountable and you feel like you've tried everything you can. And maybe that's true, but we got to go back to the drawing board to say, okay, I need to get more stuff that I can try. Yeah. Because it's not that nothing's going to work for this. I've tried everything I can. Oh, I need to go improve my skills. I need to go get more information. I need to work a little bit harder and become something else or somebody else or become the type of person that can get through this particular block. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I agree. I'm thinking about some of the ideas that are on my list that I am. I was a version of myself that I will never be again. And I can't believe like Mm. some of these ideas have expired. I just will never do those ideas. And so what do you do with them? Sell them to somebody who's that version of who you used to be. <laughs> Make some money. The idea yeah. doesn't have to not be profitable. All ideas are profitable. Yep. hundred percent. Question. Last one. Yes. I would like to say that my husband and I, we are so old school. And that's why I enjoy watching you and David, because we're so stuck into working a job, you know, and we, our, our house is paid or almost paid. And it's like, we did the hard way. Mm. Y'all doing the easy way. And I'm like, we need to get with it, you know? <laughs> and, and, you know, just last week we were talking about this on Thursday and then he got stranded mm. yesterday. He got stranded yesterday. So I'm like, yes, I'm going to the morning meetup today. (laughs) (laughs) Here we are. I work at the Marriott, so I end up staying at the Marriott last night. So that's why we're a little late because that buffet was amazing. But anyway. What's that friends and family coupon code looking like, though? (laughs) Not on camera, Donnie. Oh. <laughs> it's but okay. It's okay. Sure. <laughs> Just see me after oh, the yeah, episode sure. instead of paying that 420. Yes, yes, yes. I'll say less. All right, what's your question? What's your question? Okay, but what I was saying is, you know, we're so old school and it's like we need to catch up with you young people. You know, cuz it's like when you say yes, you're old school, what do you mean? Well, I'm saying like we work. You know, we work 9 to 5. I'm at Marriott, he's a truck driver and You know, it's like, I want to do something different. What if I told you that we're old school to somebody too? Mm -hmm. What if I told you that we work nine to nine? Yeah. You still want this life? I do. I do because the thing is, it's a different way of doing what we're doing. Mm -hmm. It's just a different way. Mm -hmm. And the way that we're doing it's like, we're running and running and running and not getting to the punchline. Don't worry, I feel the same way. I'll okay. be running and running and running. Donnie running be running and running and running. Running, running. But it's not, it's not like we're doing things a different way. It's just you're going to have to spend the next year of your life becoming an executor or spend the next year of your life figuring out how to be more effective at what you do. So we do some stuff and we're just mature enough to look back at our work and see what is what's not working. We're mature mm-hmm. enough not to blame everything else for our lack of success. Yeah. We're mature enough to go learn a skill in the see, same thing. I have a mm-hmm. question for you. You said you guys have been running and running and running. What are you running toward? Well, like every time we get close to something, we think about all the things that you all just mentioned, like, mm-hmm. oh, I wonder if this don't work. And we just worried about, Paying what bills we have right now. Yeah. And we won't go outside that box. Give him the mic a little. We won't go outside the box to try something new because yeah. it's, it's the fear of uh, 
failing, I guess. Yeah. You know, and, you know, having needing too much just to get started, trying to get funding, stuff like that. So mm-hmm. then I'm trying to do online school at the same time. So I, I don't have a lot of time to find to dedicate to try to make things happen. So remember, you asked me the question, what is the roadblock from the idea to the result? Mm-hmm. And I said all those things in between. But one of those things that I said was the mental enemies. We are not doing anything any more significantly or any more genius than you guys are. Mm -hmm. We have the same idea. We had an idea. You have an idea, right? You are running toward a result. We were running toward a result, right? Do you get scared sometimes? Of course. Do you not have time to do certain things? Absolutely. The thing, the difference between the only difference between David and I A new year, time for new growth. Grow your education and skills with Herzing University. Our online behavioral health programs fit your schedule and time. From an eight-month diploma program in health and human services to a 36-month bachelor's in psychology. Grow your behavioral health career with us wherever you are in your education. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Visit us online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. Online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. And the two of you is that the mental enemies that come up, we're boxing them down. We're knocking them out. I get scared all the time. I am scared of what we're about to do. Bro, I went I, to the spot the other day. It was a man that set up a tent in the front of the building. <laughs> and he was inside that joint. <laughs> Kay was next to us. She's like, oh, my gosh, he's moving. I go, Yo. <laughs> Look, I went back yesterday. He was still there. And then Ramon, he walked up. He was like, yo, you ain't telling him to leave? I said, no, you tell him to leave. You tell him to leave. Like, we're, we're, we're scared. Sometimes we have doubts. Sometimes we have questions. The biggest difference is that it doesn't matter how we're doing it. It doesn't matter that we're, we, we know how to use social media and you don't know how to use social media. There are hundreds of thousands of businesses, if not more, that don't use social media to grow. None of that matters. The difference is that Every mental enemy that comes up, we know it's fake. We've done something. We've done enough to know that it's fake. We know that this is not real and we're going to move past it. We also know that they're going to come. We expect it. I expect the fear. I expect the sick, nauseating feeling in my stomach when I get this cashier's check on Friday. I expect people to tell me that I'm crazy. I expected somebody to say, ooh, not that neighborhood, and I'm going to do it anyway. So you have to find your anyway. Oh, yeah, we got these bills, but I'm going to do this anyway. We got this happening, but I'm going to do it anyway. I don't have a whole lot of time, but I'm going to stay up an extra hour and do it anyway. And then ask yourself, these courses that I'm taking, is it necessary to get the result that I want? Or am I just in a course for an idea that I don't even really want to do? I had to stop doing that, too. Like, I'm busy with this course and that course. I ain't doing nothing with these courses. Unenroll from all of this. I'm not doing nothing with college. Get rid of all of this. I'm not doing anything with this, but what it makes me feel is productive. It makes me feel like I'm working on something. I had to plug out and simplify and get to the root of what I actually wanted to achieve. Understand, like you understand in your marriage that there are possibilities that you'll be unhappy. You knew before marriage that there will be some times that you're not going to like him, right? right? You got married anyway. You knew before marriage that there was a possibility that one of you could be sick one day, right? And you'd have to take care of them. You got married anyway. 
you know that it's a possibility in marriage because of other examples that that cheating is a possibility, right? Did you know that cheating was a possibility? But you got married anyway. Find your anyway when it comes to the business and the life and the success that you want. Don't be don't be subjective with anyway. Anyway, your way through life. I'm gonna do it anyway. Period. Yeah. Listen, man. This has been another electrifying episode of the Social Proof Podcast, man. Um, y'all need to definitely like, subscribe, uh, share this with somebody because share this. This is really, really gonna help somebody. with a lot of somebodies. Share yeah. this with a lot of somebody. Also, anything you want to tell everybody before we wrap up? Uh, you guys just be here, have a front row seat at the journey that David and I are experiencing, but don't forget, we also have businesses that are, we are running right now. If you were inspired by this and you know that you want to be a coach, consultant, course creator, but you need to find your anyway and get over your anyway, Mm -hmm. send me, uh, in, uh, schedule a a pre-coaching consultation call at sixfigureedu.com. Let's really talk about and figure out if you're a good fit for us to work together and me to help you in that capacity. And then if you're just looking for general business coaching as well, you can also go through that same link and we'll figure out which is the best strategy for you. But you got to move and you got to move through it anyway. Right now. Facts. Listen, y'all, we have the uh, podcast summit coming up, podcast summit 2023 uh, for businesses, business owners, content creators, coaches, I think everybody needs to understand this podcasting space because it's not going anywhere. Whether you want to be a podcast, you need to know how to get on podcasts, or you want to be a manager of podcasters, right? We are. I'm telling you, these podcasters are going to be the next generation of celebrities because they are people who have an audience. So go to podcastsummit.com. If you DM me on Instagram, Podcast Summit, I will give you a very special gift or discount, okay? So go to podcastsummit.com. Man, thank y'all so much for all the... Uh, the love in two days we will close we'll be closing so the very next episode uh we should have some good news we'll have some good news y'all probably would have already seen some content on the internet for sure sure. but and we'll be talking to you from a different perspective it will no longer be projections it's going to be actualities absolutely there it is man like subscribe and share we out